Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas, Yoradeya Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Kibud Avoyim, Halacha Gimel, From the Beginning. Today's shir is being sponsored by our close friend from America, Nathan Rudy, for the Hatzlacha and Siata Deshmaya of Ezra ben Seti and Nisim ben Naomi. And we dedicate the learning, Lilo Nishma, Soisha Yentafradal Bas Rabbi Shwarye, Harini Kaporas Mishkova, and for a complete Rafua Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Dvoira Gila Simcha Bas Chava, Bela Bas Masha Elia, Borach Mordechai Ben Tali, Nasim Yehuda Ben Tali, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Avigail Brocha Bas Shira Dvoira, Chana Bas Sora, Michal Esther Bas Ruhia, David Lei Ben Shena, Shlomanisim Ben Mazel, Chaim Arye Ben Brocha, Chaim Ben Rachel, Toivo Bas Chava Perel, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora Bas Adasa, Gitaganel Bas Sipoira, Lebelea Bas Sipoira, Tuvye Tzvi Ben Chaya Liza, Yehudis Ruchoma Bas Chavarus, David Ben Behia Shendel Bas Leah, Gila Bas Brocha, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Besoich Shar Choyli Yisrael. Rav Nosenzal begins, Al Pi HaMaymar Tiku, Laham Shech Sholoim Boilam, this halacha will be based on chapter 14 in Likud Imran, which is based on the Pasuk Tiku I believe that this Torah was one of the shurim given on Rosh Hashanah, one of the earlier Rosh Hashanahs. And Rabbein Ezra begins with that if we want to bring about world peace, a pretty, pretty important topic. Vahaklal, to summarize what Rabbein Azal says there, should, should, that in order to bring about world peace and individual peace, we have to be able to elevate the kovoid to its roots. Now, just on a very simple level, we always say that kovoid is associated with malchus, melech hakovoid. And the most mechubedik person in Judaism is the king, Melech HaKovoy. And Malchus is generally associated with the left side more, Dino de Malchus Dino, the law of the kingdom. And Malchus is also associated with Yira. Rabbi Nezal often quotes the, the mission in Perkiovois, Il mole moiro'o shal Malchus. Were it not for the fear and respect for government, People would swallow each other up alive. Like some of the anarchy that we see today in Eretz Yisrael, in the world. So the Rabbein Azal here says that our mission statement is to elevate the Kavoy to its source, which is Yira. And we'll see soon <coughs> how, how that translates for us. The Iker HaKavoyed and what, what brings about the highest level respect for Hashem is when there are Balei Tshuva and Geirim, people who are distant from Hashem, who come close to Hashem. That's the main and greatest and most important kavoy to Hashem. We know that right now we're in the period of Sfira Soimer, counting up. Today, number 50, Shavuos, when Hashem gives the Torah to Bnei Yisrael, and Matan Torah takes place in Parshas Yisroi. Yisroi, the, the great convert who was able to say about himself that he worshipped all idols, all idols that were, that were available to him. And the Zohar Kodesh says it's, it's in the credit of Yisroi, it's to Yisroi's credit that Hashem was so impressed that Hashem said, we're going down to Har Sinai, we're going to give the Torah to Klal Yisrael. Ki'im al Yidei HaTorah. 
Rabbeinazal makes an extremely important statement over there, that it's impossible to bring people close to Hashem without the Torah. The best and most important way to bring people close to Hashem is by sharing Torah with them. Naturally, you have to know which Torah and when and how to present it properly. But here Rabbi Nezal gives a very deep explanation. Because when a great Talmud Chacham is involved in studying Torah, and the Torah is comprised of 600,000 letters, corresponding to the 600,000 basic souls of the Jewish people, by doing that, by his studying the Torah, he turns on, he activates the roots of all the Jewish souls, which were Hashem's original thought when Hashem was first contemplating creating the world and all the different worlds, his thought was that there's going to be a Jewish nation who's going to have Bechira, there are going to be these 600,000 Nishamites who are going to have free choice and who are going to serve me. And it's, that was the ultimate purpose for the entire creation. Shehem Shishim Riboy Nishamites, Keneget Shishim Riboy Oisir the Neshamas of Yisrael are the 600,000, corresponding to the 600,000 letters of the Torah. And we know that there's a lot of discussion among the great Sadiqim. what does this mean, 600,000 letters of the Torah? If you count the actual letters in the Torah that we have today, it's 305,000 and some, some other. And there are many different explanations and answers given how we arrive at the number 600,000. All of these 600,000 souls are rooted and wired to the 600,000 letters of the Torah. And as a result of this, when a true Talmud Chacham is studying Torah properly and he's turning on, he's, he's speaking those letters and by speaking those letters he's awakening the roots of all of these souls not only do those light bulbs get turned on, those neshamas but these neshamas start interacting with each other they start beaming off each other. And what this does is this brings light even to the worst sinners of the Jewish people. Poishea means a person who does sins in, spitefully. And it helps them be to, to do tshuva. And Rabbi Nezal also reveals in that chapter on that this is one of the major contributing factors to creating the neshamas, the souls for Gerim. A Geir is a non-Jew. He becomes a Jew. Where does he get a neshama from? This is one of the major contributing factors that creates the neshamas for Gerim. And Rabbi Nezal elaborates on this over there in chapter 14 in Likut Imran. Now, Rabbi Nezal, in that chapter, Nikutimran, quotes a story in the Gemara, and he relates all the different concepts he's speaking about to the story there. In the story in the Gemara there, Rabbi Nezal quotes, we have the word palga. Palga means half, half, or partial, incomplete. So Rabbi Nezal says, these Balei Tshuva and Geirim are referred to as half, I remember my Rebbe, my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld had a very funny side to him. He, like a Talmud Chacham is supposed to be able to make a joke and to cry. And the expression, a half-wit. Half-wit means a person who's not a complete wit. <clears throat> and here we're being told, Rabbi Nezal uses this term about Balei Tshuva Geirin, that when they're first starting out, they're not complete, they're half for several reasons. Because a Balchuva, a Ger Tzedek, has to work very, very hard. And they have many obstacles. 
קודם שמפשיטן הבגודם הצויים, before they're able to succeed in removing the soiled garments. The soiled garments because he was not Jewish. He came from the non-Jews and those garments are not white garments. They're soiled <coughs> with, with tumor. Or a Baal who committed sins in the past and as a result soiled their garments. So before a Baal or a Ger Tzedek is successful in removing from themselves these soiled garments and replacing it with pure white garments, that's what requires, that's why there's so much effort and struggle and obstacles. Whereas the souls of the children of a true Talmud Chacham who is when he's learning Torah to turn on these light bulbs, to, to turn on the, the roots of the Neshamois, which are rooted in Hashem's mind, in, in Hashem's thoughts. We have the, the in L'Chadoidi on Friday night, we say, Soif that the, the final, final result is the original thought. When a person wants to build a house or design any type of thing, they have a picture in their mind of what they want that final thing to look like. They don't, they, they don't start off with a picture of, of, of pipes and bricks and wood. They start off with a picture of a beautiful house with a garden, with a this, etc., etc. <clears throat> so too regarding creation, it says, <laughs> that the original thought of Hashem was that there's going to be a Jewish nation that's going to give Hashem tremendous pride. Yisroel HaShebechor Espoer. So the true Talmud Chacham, who is Zoycha when he's learning to awaken the roots of all of the Neshamas, which are rooted in Hashem's mind, Kaviochel, Heim Neshamas Behirois Vezakois. Those Neshamas shine brightly. They're pure, they shine brightly. Ayin Shom Kol Study that entire chapter of Likut Imran well to get a clear understanding. Rav Nosenzal continues, And when a person is involved in this process of elevating the kavod, increasing the kavod of Hashem, by bringing, by being makari bali and gerim, we must elevate and return that kavoy, that malchus, to its source, to its roots. Shehu ha which is yira. Remember, yira is begimatria gevura. Today we're in we're in yisoid shebegvura in the sfira soimer. V'alkein tzorich lechabed yirei Hashem. Rabbi Nezal explains there in the Kutimran, one of the ways that we elevate the kovoi to Yira is by being mechabed Yirei Hashem, by showing respect to truly religious people. Note the term being used here is Yirei Hashem. We know that in Yiddishkeit, there's a, part, a person can have chachma without Yira. The Mishnah says in Pirkei Ovois, imein chachma ein Yira. If a person if a person doesn't have proper yira, their chachma is not proper chachma. Bibchinas, as it says clearly in a pasuk in Tehillim, ves yire Hashem yechabed, that a Jew is supposed to show respect to yire Hashem to people who have respect for Hashem. Kishom shoyrish hakovoid, because that's where kovoid is rooted. Kovoid is rooted in yira. V'yachshov ha-kovoid begolos. says, however, unfortunately, nowadays, the kovoid of Kedusha is in exile. Nowadays, the people who are being shown the most respect are the people who have the least respect for Hashem. Ki lohem kol They have all the respect, all the publicity. They control the media, and they're the ones who, who are in the headlines. But in the future, however, 
However, in the future, when Mashiach will come and the Kavod will return to its proper place, it will return to the domain of holiness, to the Jewish people, to those who believe in Hashem, to those who respect Hashem, then we'll see the fulfillment of the Pasuk that the world will shine from the Kavod of Hashem. Ayin Shom Kol Study this over the, in that chapter on the Kutimran. Well, Rabbi Nezal explains all of this very, very elaborately. Question in the chat, can we please explain, what about women? Are those 600,000 souls all male? If so, can a woman have a chilek in the Torah and can her neshama be influenced by the tzaddik studying Torah? The answer is that women and men are one soul, are one soul. The Gemara says that up in heaven it's one soul. When they come down to earth, they're separated into two parts of a whole, which come back together when they get married. For further elaboration on this, contact your local Mekubo. Obviously, there's a lot of discussion about this in Sifre Kabbalah, giving much more enlightenment, but on a basic level, on a basic level, the, the soul of a man and woman are one. <clears throat> a woman can be Ashes Chayel Ateres Bala, the Pusik says. A woman who lives a proper religious life, and she's the crown on the head of her husband. She, in some ways, is considered above her. She is the Malchus, she is the Shekhinah. And the Malchus sometimes is the lowest level on the totem pole, and the Malchus is also the Keser, the crown, which is the highest level on the totem pole. Any other questions before we begin the actual halacha? Okay, now Rab Nosanzal begins his explanation. And based on this chapter of Likut Imran, we'll have a whole new insight to the topic of respect for parents. Whereby the Gemara tells us in Kiddushim that Hashem compares, the Torah compares respect for parents to respect for Hashem. Rab Nosanzal makes a very clear, powerful statement here. <coughs> All of the obstacles and difficulties and struggles that a person has in, in coming close to Hashem are all are only because of the soiled garments that the person is wearing as a result of the sins they committed. Every sin we commit causes a stain on our neshama, on the garments of our neshama. Shehem min hakedusha ma'oid ma'oid. And these soiled garments are what really block a person tremendously from coming close to holiness. Kimavur b'maymer hanal, as Rabbi Nezal explains very clearly in that chapter on the Kutimran. Ve'elu ha'begodam atzoyim, afal pi shenasu al yidei avoynoisov, afal pikein nimshochem gamkein mitzad ha'hoyloto. And these soiled garments, even though one of the most important contributors to these soiled garments is a person's sins, there's another contribution that's coming from another place, that's coming from birth, from when the person is born. If a person's parents did not conduct themselves with holiness at the time that they were together in producing and conceiving this child, that will also that will also clothe the neshama of the child that's born in these soiled garments. Ki'isa, because it's brought in the Kisvi Arizal, in the Sefer Likutei Torah, Parshas Vayera, Parshas Vayetze, She'ove ve'imoi noisnen lahabein levush that the father and mother are the ones who provide for their child the garment for their neshama. And this garment is extremely important in enabling that child to do all of their mitzvahs, to do all of their service of Hashem. 
And if the parents did not conduct themselves with the proper holiness, following all the halachas and, and all the direction of the Torah, then the garment that they provide for that child being born has some of these soiled garments attached to it. And these soiled garments serve like cement shoes, holding a person down, holding a person back, and making it difficult for the person to come close to holiness. As Dovr HaMelech says in Tehillim, Hain ba'ovoin choyloti u'becheit yechemas I was created in sin, and through sin, my mother brought me into the world, in a sense. This is an incredible statement. We know that the Arizal explains that in order for the neshama of Dovr HaMelech to come into the world, <clears throat> in order for Hashem to sneak the neshama of Dovr HaMelech into the world, what do you mean? Hashem has to be sneaky? Yes, the Arizal explains that the whole foundation of creation is Bechira. The two sides, holiness and unholiness, have to be perfectly balanced in order that a person should have real free choice. Now, if Hashem is going to send a big tzaddik into the world, the Satan says, hey, that's no fair. That's no fair. <laughs> I I'm no match for him. There's no way in the world I can compete with him. And Hashem wants to play fair. Hashem is oyev tzedakah or mishpah. So the Arizal explains that's why sometimes in order for the neshama of a great tzaddik to be brought into the world, Hashem has to do it through roundabout ways, through ways that, that are not so obvious. For example, Avram Avinu was born to Terach and Amasloi. Terach <coughs> owned a department store of idols. Terach's bit was marketing idols to the world. We're told that Terach and Amasloi had an agreement to be together only when she's Tomei, only when she's Nida. Imagine how evil we're talking about. And it's into that location that Hashem snuck the neshama of Avram Avinu into the world, who was going to start changing the whole, the whole direction of the world by broadcasting Hashem to the world. Avram Avinu had to come through such a set of parents. Now, Dovra Melech originates from Lloyd and his daughters, from Yehuda and Tamar, from Yishai and the Shifcha, the Arizal gives a whole explanation here of incredible things that had to go to hide the, the bright light of this incredible neshama in the world who was going to bring the Beis Hamikdash into the world, who was going to start off the kingdom of David HaMelech, which would result in Moshiach ben David coming into the world. This is this concept of these begodim tsoyim. And this is hinted to in that chapter in the Kutimran. Generally, the, the children of true Tamidi Chachamim, their souls shine brightly and purely. Because these true Tamidi Chachamim, if they if or since, they conducted themselves bikdusha, especially in the relationship between husband and wife. As a result, they're able to bring a neshama into the world, a pure neshama, and to dress that neshama in bright, shiny garments. Avol b'nei but the children of amehoritz, parents who are not religious, who don't observe the laws of purity, and parents who are very far from Torah, nishmasam peguma. The souls of those children are damaged. As a result of the fact that the parents did not sanctify themselves the way a Jew is supposed to. And therefore, those children, as they're growing up, if they want to be religious, if they want to come close to Hashem, they have to endure major struggle and in, in, uh, until they succeed in stripping themselves from the soiled garments 
and to dress themselves in pure, clean garments. We know when the Gemara, when the Torah speak about Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, that's the terminology that's used. That if our garments are bloodied, bloody mess, then, then through tshuva, proper tshuva, they'll come out sparkling white. Any questions? Question in the chat. This law of Kibbut Avoim, does it apply to parents-in-laws? The answer is 100% most definitely. Take a look in Shulchan Aruch, Yoredea, Hilchas Kibbut Avoim. There's a, a, a pra- paragraph there that this applies also to one's father-in-law and mother-in-law. And Rav Zal says, this, this is exactly what Rabbi Nezal is explaining over there in Likut Imran, that the greatest respect from Hash, for, for Hashem is generated when people who are originally far from Hashem come close to Hashem. Because most definitely, when people who are far from Kedusha, when they do tshuva, and by doing that, they strip themselves of those filthy garments. And they dress themselves in this, these clean, pure garments. The honor and respect for Hashem is increased in major way. Because we know clothing is synonymous with kovoi. Bibchinas, as it says in Yeshaya Hanovi, v'chibadetoi, you will show respect for Shabbos and holidays, and the Gemara says, kabdeyu biksus nikiyah. How do you show respect? By putting on special, freshly laundered, clean clothing. Kimavur shambamayim aranal, as Rabbein Nezal quotes this over there in Likut Yemaram. Ki Rabbi Yochanan korei lamanei mechabdusa, and as the Gemara says in Shabbos, Rabbi Yochanan used to refer to his clothing as his kovoid. And this is the mitzvah of showing respect for parents. Because everyone is required to show respect to the father and mother. And by a person showing respect to their parents, that's how we draw upon ourselves these garments of kavod. And the person strips themselves from these soiled garments and dresses themselves in respectable garments for their neshama. Bebechinas, as it says clearly in the Pasuk, Ki mechabdai achabei. Hashem says, those who show respect to me, I will respect them. And as the Mishnah says in Pirkei Ovois, how do you show respect? Who is, who is respected? A person who shows respect to others. Shenema, as it says, ki mechabdai achabei. Hashem says, those who respect me, I will give them respect. Now note, the Mishnah is quoting a Pasuk about showing respect for Hashem by showing respect to other Jews. Nimtza, therefore we conclude, when a person shows kovoid not just to regular Jews, but to their parents, that's how that person draws upon themselves. They draw via their parents. They draw this covoid. Because Hashem says, those who respect me, by showing respect to me, I will give you covoid. This is a pretty strong statement. And upon this is dependent the entire Torah and all the good deeds. 
כשזויכר להמשיך לעצמוי כבוד מאווה ואימוי. It's dependent on a person being able to draw this כבוד, these מלבושי כבוד, from their parents. היינו בחינס מלבושי כבוד לנשמוסוי. This is referring to holy garments for their נשמה. שבזה מפשיט מעצמוי הבגודם הצויים, because by doing this, This is how a person gets rid of the begodim tsoyim, the soiled garments, and dresses themselves in these respectable garments. And therefore, although a person is required to show respect to every Jew, As the Gemara says, who, who is worthy of respect? The person who shows respect to others. And we know that this isn't even limited only to Jews. We know the Gemara says, the Nasi, one of the greatest rabbis of all time, who the Arizal compares to Moshe Rabbeinu in many ways, showing many connections between Rabbi Yochum and Zakkai and Moshe Rabbeinu, how long they lived, the structure of their lives and everything. <coughs> the Gemara says, Rabbi Yochum and Zakkai, there was never a goy that said hello to him first. He always greeted every person before they had a chance to greet him. So although showing respect to every Jew is important, Afal Pikein, still, Iker HaKovoid, Tzorich Litein Lo'ave That's not to be compared with the level of respect that a person is supposed to show to their parents. In order to accomplish what the Arizal explains, that in order to draw the garments for your neshama, you get that from your parents. <coughs> And again, it's not just at birth, it's throughout the person's life, obviously. You see the wording Rav Nosson is using here. Because it's from the parents, it's from there, that will determine the levushe kovoi that the children will get for their neshama. Because the, the, the whole correctness of all of a person's actions are dependent on on the garments for the neshama. <coughs> which a person can be receiving all the time from their father and mother. Because the garments of a person's neshama are constantly, all the time, receiving life, spiritual life, from the parents. Note, this isn't just at birth, this isn't pregnancy, this is throughout the person's entire life. Kishom Sharoshoi, because that's where the person is rooted. That's their roots, their parents. V'yalkein tzorech lechabdon, and therefore we're required to treat them with respect. K'day she'yiu halavushim bebechines levushay kovoid, so that the garments that we're receiving should be garment, respectable garments, garments of bebechines ki mechabdai achabed, As Hashem said, those who respect me, I will respect them. And one of the most important ways we show respect for Hashem is through the respect that we show for parents. Gam, in addition, al-yidei shenoi sin kovet lo'ovavimoi, by a person showing respect to the parents, al-yidei zeh machzir ha-kovoid l'shoroshoi shehu ayira. By doing this, we're also accomplishing what Rabbein Azal said there in Likut Imran about elevating the kovoid to yira. Kishom etzel ovoeim hu shoyresh ha-yira. Because it's there by the parents, that's the, the source of yira. Kiov voeim heim bechina shtei oisteois rishonoi shel Hashem avaya shehem yudkei kayadua. Because we know the Zohar Kodesh tells us that Hashem's basic name, Yudke Vavke, <coughs> corresponds to the basic structure of a family. Yud is, is the father, He is the mother, Vav is the son, and He, the final He, is the daughter. 
So Yud and K represent father and mother, Abba Vima. The Yud K who bechinas Yira. And the Yud K is associated with Yira, as we find in a Pasuk in Yeshaya Hanavi, chapter 26, the Pasuk, the famous Pasuk, Ki Beko Hashem Tzura Hashem created the worlds with Yud K. The Gemara says Hashem created Olam Haba with the Yud and Olam Haza with the Hey. The Targumai, if you take a look at the Targum on that Pasuk, Dechilu Hashem, fear of Hashem. With fear of Hashem, Hashem created the worlds. Where do we see this? The Tikkun Zohar says, let's take a look at the word Bereshis. The word Bereshis is made up of the word Beiras Shin. With fear of the letter Shin. The letter Shin is Hashem's name Elohim Bemiluoi. When you write Hashem's Elohim out, each letter is a word. Aleph, Aleph Lamed Pei, Lamed Mem Dalet, it's Bigimatria 300. So the word Bereshis is Beiras Elohim. Bora Elikimis Hashemayim Vesoretz. Hashem created heaven and earth for the sake of Yira Selikim. And since Hashem created heaven and earth with Yud K, with Yud K, so Yud K is Yira. The Targum says there. And Rashi quotes this over there. And in Tehillim chapter 68. Ki Iker Hayira Hubebechinas Hoyloda. Because Yira is associated especially with birth. Rabbi Nezal brings this in several places on Likut Imran. There's a pasuk, Chil Kayoleida, trembling like a woman in childbirth. Trembling is a concept of Yira. Bebechinas Bris. Yira is associated with the concept of Bris. Bebechinas Bereshis, Bris Eish, Yore Boishes. We know that Tikkun Ezra says again, the word Bereshis has everything in it. <coughs> The word Bereshis is comprised of the two words, bris eish, the bris of fire. <clears throat> and we know fire is yira, ki yoreisa mepneho eish. And the word Bereshis is also yore boishes, yira and busha. So we see again that yira and bris go together. Bris is the concept of giving birth, bringing children into the world. Ki tamon talia yira. <clears throat> Because that's where Yira is associated. That Yira is associated with Shmira Sabris, as we find by Yosef Hatzadik, Shehoya Shoimer Habris, who was the outstanding example of Shmira Sabris in passing the incredible test with Potiphar's wife. <coughs> what does Yosef Hatzadik say about himself? Esho Elikim Ani Yore. I am a Yore Elikim. I have Yira Selikim. And therefore, the parents who were privileged to give birth to a child, if they were to give birth in holiness, to have a holy union between them, and to bring a child into the world in that manner, that union between those parents is a display of Shmira Sabris, Shehi Bechinas Yira Kanal, which we said is Yira. V'alkein his Hira Toira, Ish Imoi Va'avev Tiro. And this is why the Torah says, each and every person is required to fear Yira, fear and respect their parents. Kishom Mekoim Hayira. Because that's the place of Yira. The place of Yira is the bris eish, the hoiloda, which is the parents. V'yalkein tzorech lechabdon. And that's why we also have to be mechabed them. We have to receive Yira and kovoid. K'day lehaloi sakovoid u'lechasiroi lesharoshoi shehu Yira. Because by doing that, we're elevating the kovoid and returning it and connecting it to its source, which is Yira. And this is why the Torah compares respect for parents to respect for Hashem. Because the entire respect for, for Hashem is dependent on respect for parents. 
Because as we explained, by having respect for parents, you're elevating the kavod to its source, to yira, and the child is dressing their neshama in these garments of respect. And this is what's going to define and determine all of the person's good deeds. That's respect for Hashem. Respect for Hashem is all the mitzvahs and ma'asim toivim that are going to, a person's going to do. And it's all going to be defined by the clothing that the neshama is wearing, which the person gets from the parents. Any questions? Many people don't have parents from a very young age. How do they compensate for this? <clears throat> and how do they get the, their covoid from them? Stay tuned. We're going to continue. That's one of the major sources. We're going to speak about respect for one's Rebbe. We're going to speak about Kovara Torah. And, and even if a person, Loyalenu, lost their parents at a young age, it doesn't mean they didn't have parents. The person didn't come into the world from a test tube or by two rocks colliding in air 60 billion years ago. Every one of us had parents, with the exception of Adam Arishan, who is called Yitzir Kapov Shalakadish Baruch so a person can still connect to the parents. Exactly. And, and the, a very important point of showing respect to parents after the parents are no longer living, sometimes that's the greatest respect that a person can show to parents. Can the same spiritual <clears throat> benefits be received by honoring parents who are not religious? The answer is, it's, I don't think it's exactly the same, but it definitely counts. And Rav Zal explains in different places in Likutei Alochais that when a person is not religious, or chas when a person is bad, if we insult them, if we call them an idiot and a Russia, this, that, we're not going to help the situation in any way. If we treat them with respect, very often that will turn them around completely. There are many cases of a person, a parent, or a child who was in a bad place, and because the parents did not insult them, because the child was treated with respect, we don't mean bowing down to them, we, don't mean, we mean treating them with a certain level of dignity and respect, that's what turned the person around completely. <clears throat> My Rebbe, Reb Michal Zechernavrocha, very often used to quote the Pesach in Mishlei, <clears throat> Do not rebuke a sarcastic person because they'll come to hate you for it. They don't appreciate being rebuked. That's the standard interpretation. But he used to say, <laughs> Don't rebuke somebody by calling him a let's, by saying, you're a let's, you're a Russia, because the person will come to hate you for it. Do it, do, do it by saying, you're such a good person. Somebody of your caliber should be behaving like this? That kind of thing. And very often that can turn the person around. Any other questions? Hmm? You have to admit it can't be flattering. Of course. It has to be said with sincerity. And again, if a person learns this for him, you realize that every person is so important. Every person is a chelik alukami mal, a rasha. And a rasha sometimes can tip the scales, can do what Moshe Rabbeinu can't do. Yisroi was able to do what Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't do without a Yisroi. The Arizal explains in the Haggadah <coughs> that we have the Kenegdar Bobonim Dibra Torah, Echod Chacham, Vechod Rasha, Vechod Tom. He says, What's going on here? It's out of order. The Russia right near, you put the Russia right near the Chacham, the Russia belongs all the way at the end. He says, no. He says, a Chacham who doesn't have a Russia next to him isn't really a Chacham. <clears throat> to take religious kids <clears throat> and teach them Torah and everything is cute. It's nice. It is an accomplishment. To take people who are far from Hashem or people who are anti and turn them around and make them religious that's a completely different league of accomplishment in terms of the respect for Hashem. That's Iker Kvoidoi, that Rabbein Zal, Rabbein Zal, Rabbein stress.
Vialkein, now Rav Nosson Sal is going to address an incredible mystery in the Torah. <clears throat> the Torah tells us that Esav, that because Esav showed some respect to Yitzchok Avinu, <clears throat> that's why we are suffering for thousands of years, thousands of years, <clears throat> because of Esav's kibudav. Paragraph Dalid. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Vialkain, Vialkain, ein shum mitzvah nidche mepnei kivadovoein. And this will explain why showing respect for parents is not a permit for a Jew violating any mitzvah in the Torah. A parent says, eat that ham sandwich, eat that meat and milk, get into the car on Shabbos. We don't respect their wishes at all whatsoever. We ignore that statement completely. <clears throat> As it says in the Pasuk, Ish Respect your father and mother and observe Shabbos. The verb connecting them. As the Gemara says in Baba Metziah, that if Chas Vesham, a parent, tells a child to desecrate Shabbos, don't you dare listen to them. Ki iker mitzvahs kibodavoim hurak b'shul kiyum hatoira, because the main reason behind showing respect for parents is that's going to help me observe the Torah. That's going to give me the clothing that I need to be a good Jew, to be able to do mitzvahs and ma'is and toivim. Sheyiskal yideze laham shechlevu sheikovid lenishmosoi. By showing respect to parents, I'm going to draw the, that those respectable garments for my neshama. Sheyideze yiske lekayim es haTorah, which is going to define my ability to observe the Torah, to fulfill the Torah. But not to use any of that energy from parents to, to desecrate it, to, to go against the Torah. And therefore, a child is definitely not required to fulfill the words, the, the will of the parents when the parents are trying to prevent the child from coming close to Kedusha. Because the main reason behind respect for parents is that that's going to help me in my observance of the Torah. And this is why the Gemara says that, <clears throat> that if a parent tells you to go against Hashem, don't you dare. You know why? Because you and they are required to respect me. You and your parents are required to keep Shabbos. So don't tell me your father said not to keep Shabbos. Not only can't he tell you, he's required to keep Shabbos. Kulchem chayav mechloidi. All of you are required to respect me, Hashem says. Hainu kanal. This is exactly what we mentioned earlier. She'ikr kibu dovo'eim hu bishvil kvoid Hashem isborach. The main reason behind showing respect for parents is to show respect to Hashem. But not to go against the Torah in order to respect one's parents' wishes. This is what the Gemara means when it says, All of you are obligated to respect me. Because respect for Hashem <coughs> overrides everything. Because once again, the main spiritual reason behind respect for parents is in order to help me show greater respect to Hashem. Now here, this is a very important and delicate issue. <coughs> because how do we define respect for Hashem? <coughs> And how do, we, how do we define going against Hashem? And here there's, there's room for error, unfortunately. There's a child <coughs> who says, my father doesn't want me to do this. And that. I'm not gonna, I don't have to listen to him because this is a mitzvah. person better learn their Shulchan Aruch very, very, very well to know what's a mitzvah and what's not a mitzvah. And when, when we say that this is going against Hashem and when it's not. Because remember, Rabbi Nezal establishes a rule on page one in Likut Emran 
that the Sahara dresses himself in mitzvahs. <clears throat> when he wants somebody to do something wrong, he labels it mitzvah. So a person has to be extremely, extremely careful when it comes to respect for parents, when it comes to shalom bias. <clears throat> no, <clears throat> I, I respect Hashem, she doesn't. Or, or I respect Hashem, he doesn't. I'm for Hashem. Like Khrushchev said, we're for peace. And if we have to destroy the, the entire world, there'll be peace, no problem. A person needs to know, to, to, to understand what they're doing. In, in the Sefer Koich Veyor, which is one of the very special Sfarim in Breslov, <clears throat> all the way in, in the introduction, the beginning there, it addresses this issue in a certain way, because we know that many people who, who become religious, a person f- coming from non-religious to religious, or a person who grows up in a basic, in a modern orthodox home and decides to become more religious, or a person who goes up in a religious home and decides to become more religious, very often they encounter opposition from parents. And sometimes if we're talking about religious parents, a father says, I'm not telling you to desecrate Shabbos, I'm telling you I want you to be with me for Shabbos. I don't want you going to that rabbi. I don't want you davening in that shul. I want you to daven in my shul. This question is addressed in Yeridea, in Hilchas Kibbutz There's a Pischei Tshuva there, <clears throat> where he brings an actual story of a parent that wanted a child to daven in the shul with the parents, and the child felt that they can daven better in a different shul. Again, not because they have better whiskey, they have a better kiddush club, or they get out earlier, or they start later. We're talking about serious business. We're talking about a child who's, we're not talking about a child, a baby. We're talking about a person who's intelligent and who's looking, seeking the truth. <clears throat> and they know that there are shuls where the davening is better and there's shuls where the davening is less better. And a person wants to daven in a shul that's more, where the davening has more yira shamayim and more halacha and more, more everything. Or he wants to go to a rabbi who believes can inspire him, can make him much, much more religious. There, the, the halacha says that the person is allowed to go to the shul where they feel that they can be better. The same thing regarding shiduchim sometimes. If a parent says, I don't want you to marry that girl, I don't... If, if it's not because of religious reasons, if it's because of some kind of a quirk or some kind of an idea that here again, this is not a simple thing, this is not a flat rule, ignore your parent, nothing like that. But there could be cases where a person is not required if the person really knows what they're doing and they're following the guidance of people who are qualified to guide them properly, they're not required to listen to the parent in that kind of situation sometimes. Any questions? We'll hold it over here for now. <clears throat> Tomorrow is Erev Rosh Chodesh. Erev Rosh Chodesh. Again, no Yom Kippur Katan, because we're still in Nisan. Tomorrow is Erev Rosh Chodesh, and it's Rosh Chodesh. Every day of Nisan is like a Rosh Chodesh. HaChodesh HaZelochem Rosh Chodoshim. This month is Rosh Chodesh's. It's still holiday, a very special day. <clears throat> we, should be, we hope to learn tomorrow and cover, get into the topic of respect for Torah, respect for Tamidich HaChomim, we should be zoicha by, by showing the proper kovoy that Hashem should reveal the Melech HaKovoy, Hashem should reveal His Malchus and the Malchus of Moshiach, Bimhera Amen Amen.